I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. of Cannabis Tech Talks. I'm Patricia Miller, Executive Editor with Cannabis and Tech Today. We're here at MJ BizCon 2023, filming from the PolyScience booth. Special thanks to our title sponsors, PolyScience. I'm here with two gentlemen from prominent uh, nonprofits, and we're gonna discuss uh, some symbolism that's super important for the industry. Uh, gentlemen, would you mind introducing yourself to our audience? I'm Dr. Brian Adnoff. I'm president of Doctors for Drug Policy Reform. And I'm David Valancourt. I am the co-founder of S3 Collective and the vice chair for ASTM International's Committee D37 on Cannabis. Thank you so much for joining us. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been working on and the uh, important symbol that you're working on for the industry? Sure. Uh, we started out before we were drug doctors for drug policy reform, we were doctors for cannabis regulation. And it was only last month that we changed uh, to broaden our mission from cannabis to all drugs that are uh, prohibited. Um, a couple of years ago, David Nathan, who is the doctor for cannabis regulation founder and first president, uh, designed this cannabis symbol. Every state has almost every state has a universal symbol um, that is good only in their state and they're all different and they're all, most of them are difficult to understand and have different symbolism so david's vision was to have a single symbol that made sense was not histrionic uh did not warn us against something that it didn't need to warn us about but let everybody who looked at it know that there was cannabis in here and we should be careful about it. Uh, we have that, uh, and, and think of a stop sign that you go anywhere in the world and if you see a shape of a stop sign and it's red, you know, oh, that's a stop sign or a yield sign that is triangle and yellow. So with that in mind, David des uh, designed a symbol that is more or less like the one hopefully you can see here, um, that is a essentially a yield sign with a cannabis leaf. And then I'll turn it to David Valancourt, who is involved with ASTM, um, and he can tell us about it. But there were many, many refinements that had to happen to this to make it truly a universal symbol. And let me add that since we have had this um, 
identified is a ASTM approved symbol. It has been approved by, in, in use by Alaska, South Dakota, Montana, and Vermont. I love that. So, and to build on that, it was really cool story. And I like that you mentioned a stop sign and yield signs. Believe it or not, we take for granted that it's an octagon and red, right? And we take for granted that it's a triangle upside down and yellow. When, before the cars were invented and roads and were being standardized, things like what should denote a stop sign was not standardized. We were not talking between states, let alone internationally. There were blue signs, there were green signs, there were like square signs. So that per same problem has come to cannabis. We're no different. And David Nathan was leading, and I remember seeing an article on CNN about he's this group thinks they've got the answer. And I was like, who are these folks? What makes them special to think that they know the answer? There's a process where we all come together and everybody can chime in on that process to create what is a consensus standard for that symbol. And as Brian was mentioning, that's the ASTM process. So we recruited him in. Anybody, any of your audience members can and should become members. They have 30,000 members. This is everything from railroad tracks 125 years ago so they didn't fall off, so that the steel was of consistent quality to rubber on your tires, etc. And he brought his idea forward and it got torn apart in the most constructive way possible. And we all agreed, multiple countries weighed in. And we did a consumer survey. You know, there was discussion around, should it be the stop sign like in Canada? Well, that's what Canada uses. So they must have figured it out, right? Well, why was why did Health Canada cre you create the eight-sided stop sign? Where was that paper that was somewhere to understand why? And we compared that. And we had straw polls. And we had feedback. Wow. And ultimately, it came to this symbol. And there is like... I don't have them off the top of my head, but there's all those details like yellow connoting, denoting caution. There's an ISO standard yes. for what warning labels should look like. It encompasses all of that. It's truly universal. Yeah, and, I think and, it's deceptively simple. And I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up so many of those points because you look at it and it makes sense. You're like, OK, it seems logical. And I think that's because these are all symbols we're used to seeing. They're, they're targeted and precision made. So that's why it seems so logical to look at. I'm glad you went into the detail of all the thought and effort and collaboration that went into creating that. Thank so you. something I didn't know, for instance, standardized symbol cannot have lettering in it. Um, oh, we think, point. well, everyone knows what THC is. Well, not everyone reads. A T is a T. Only a third of the world's population uses the Latin alphabet. Wow. Uh, somebody was just telling me today in Greek, I think it is, THC, it actually means something completely, it's like CBS or something. It's <laughs> something completely different than we think of in our language. So that's why you, you won't ever see in a standardized symbol, uh, you won't have words in it. You deserve a choice in your growing media. With VitaWool, you finally have one. VitaWool plugs, blocks, and slabs are made from 70% recycled content here in North America and give you the precision and control you always get from your growing media with the customer service you've never gotten. See why more growers are switching to VitaWool, get a spec sheet, and join the movement at vidawool.com. So 
tell me what are the obstacles to getting this implemented uh, on a national or international level? Um, I, I think uh, the obstacles are similar to what David was saying. You know, why does Canada have a stop sign? Well, people, number one, people want to give a different message. They don't want to give a message of uh, caution. They want to give a message of this is toxic, dangerous stuff. Mm. Um, they, so people have their own messages. And New York, we, we really tried to get New York to sign on to this. But they wanted to give the message that, number one, it's New York State. So they have the symbol of the state and spelled out New York. They have 21 plus because they want to say that it's above 20, you know, 21 or more age, even though medical is less than that. So I don't know what they're doing for medical. Right. And then there's a cannabis leap. So how do you put that on a gummy? That's yeah, another thing that to think about. Yeah, seems convoluted, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, but I'm sure they had a committee and everybody yeah. had strong opinions and they wanted to be all inclusive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, and, and that's, you know, a perfect example. And so I, I view it as uh, similar to Brian, what Brian said, misunderstanding or lack of understanding. So the THC example, you know, a lot of states have THC in there because it's THC that gets you high, right? That's what it, we're trying to deter people from. Well, now we've got HHC and THCP. And so like, this doesn't matter. This is for intoxicating cannabinoids. Doesn't matter if yes. it's THC, Delta 9, Delta 8. Um, there's, you know, and then there's, there's statute issues. Like I think Florida doesn't allow, that's advertising of marijuana because it's the cannabis leaf. You can't have the marijuana leaf on packaging. So to put a universal symbol that has the marijuana leaf on, we have to change statute now. Wow. And so there is just a host of different things. And that's just another symptom of, I like to think, imagine Vegas used a square, a red square. And then New York City was like, well, we've got the octagon. And a third, you know, Miami's like, we've got a, a trapezoid or something. And it's like, well... <clears throat> Why, why should I change? Like I invested all this money in the, in the city of Las Vegas to create this symbol. Uh -huh. And we had our reasons in our committee, but we didn't talk to New York and we didn't think about how it might impact and how we'd have to actually have to all work together. So it's, it's having these conversations and folks that, you know, think it's, it's danger. And red, we had, we had multiple hours of meetings. Like people nerded out about like the merits of red versus yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it's only through those discussions that we come to consensus. So it's misunderstanding uh, you know, we only have so much time yes. and states need to be able to talk to each other and get ahead of this. And it's something we, we we're need, working on it. We, we have to have this because at some point we're going to have interstate, hopefully, um, uh, at least the thinking is at some point we will have federal approval. It will be decriminalized and we will have interstate commerce. We're going to have to have figure out a symbol uh, at some point there will be global commerce. Yep. Uh, we will be importing um, and, and hopefully exporting cannabis. So we will need a symbol that is understood around the world. And we've got one. All the hard work has been done. I love that. When I, um, I received, a, I think, a press release about the name change uh, to Doctors for Drug Policy Reform, and um, at that point, I reached out to to your team to discuss potentially submitting an article because I I thought it was such an undercovered, underrated concern 
Um, I've been to several different markets now and the, the lack of consistency across the board is, com is confusing. Um, so I'm thrilled to be able to share that with our audience. It's in our, our current issue. Check it out and reach out to us and let us know what questions you have about the symbolism, why it's important. You know, tell us if you think that it should be enacted, shouldn't be enacted, because these are the conversations that I think have to happen to start moving this to a, a global level of, of acceptance. And it might seem far off, but I don't think it's as far off as as it may seem. <laughs> so I'm glad you've been doing such good work on the on the topic. Thank you. Uh, so tell me, is there uh, a technology component to to any of the work you're doing with doctors for for drug policy reform? What what we are interested in, though, is the regulatory aspects and and trying to get number one, a universality across the various states and across the world, particularly now that not only so many states, but all, so many countries. Can we get a, a read upon regulatory ideas? Um, we're, we're really interested in advancing harm reduction efforts, uh, regulatory efforts, uh, safe supply, overdose prevention sites, things that the data, the science has mm -hmm. demonstrated is, is a better way to approach it. I think it's pretty much agreed upon the drug war prohibition has been an abysmal failure. Yeah. It's cost an enormous amount of money. And it's uh, you know really devastated countries. You look at many countries that are essentially run by cartels. The immigrant problem we have is because of this. So we're looking for new solutions and new efforts to try and advance public health, minimize stigma, and reduce harm. Beautifully said. What does it look like going into 2024 as far as pushing this forward? Um, I think it's very promising. Uh, Oregon in this country has set a wonderful example. Portugal did it many years ago, 20 years ago now. Saw a dramatic decrease in death rates. Uh, we've had 100,000 overdoses a year in the United States, and it's only increasing. Is that well, cannabis overdoses? No, no, not, no. Oh, oh. oh, no, I am going on to, my my brain is going on to uh, where drug policy reform is in terms of advancing our mission to ah. psychedelics, to the greater problems, uh, the you. overdose problem. So God knows. Okay. Um, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> um, no, there's been 100,000 fewer cannabis deaths than 100,000, so like zero. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so okay, but no, Thanks. that's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very important. Yeah, your listeners are going, what the hell? <laughs> Who is this guy? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's great work, incredibly important work. Uh, would you like yeah. to add on? Yeah. I, you know, I think uh, as you, you look at the symbol and go back to all the nerdy details that we scra scraped the surface on with multiple years of work, that required data, that required people and working together. And I think one of the best things that Doctors for Drug Policy Reform has done, besides changing their name, is continuing to bring folks together and reduce that stigma and change the narrative from it's not about prohibition, it's not either or, it's both. So how do we, like we know what the problems are, we know what we need to fix, but we have to get into the details of what those solutions and frameworks look like until we can, like without that, we're not going to have a real robust reform. And so 
it's going to take a hundred more conversations similar to what we had with universal symbols on the different specific aspects, whether it's mental health, whether it's harm reduction, whether it's warning uh, labels, whether it's how to like, you know, treatment centers, et cetera. So there's a big data and tech platform play there that can support the physicians and the experts and the subject matter experts to allow us all to create this new framework. Because how do you get buy-in? We have to change the narrative and we have to have data to support it. So I think that's how, you know, maybe any of your listeners can support Doctors for Drug Policy Reform to make the 2024 and future happen because it's it's not just about cannabis. It's about all drugs and all substances that have been vilified that are, you know, they're just people. We're all just people taking these products for one reason or another. And we have to change that narrative. We need data to do that. How can we make them safer? I think that's uh, yeah. an excellent Safer, point. yeah. So tell me, um, where can our listeners go to follow new developments in the work you're doing? Uh, our website, and I'll let um, David talk about his, but our website is D4, the number four, dpr.org, or you can just Google for doctors for drug policy reform. And you can see our previous testimonies that we've given over the past several years, uh, primarily in cannabis. Uh, you can read about why we made this change. Uh, you can look at the kind of people we work with. We have a, a panel of wonderful experts, uh, internationally renowned in cannabis primarily at this point. Um, and you can read about the uh, uh, IICPS, the International Intoxicating Cannabinoid Product Symbol. Love yeah. Yeah, the wealth of information on your website is incredible. Um, and I'm proud to have Doctors for Drug Policy Reform have signed on to the, a pledge that, uh, of, that S3 Collective has led as in our recent launch. So you can find more about uh, myself and our organization at s3collective.org. And we're a little bit behind on Brian in terms of uh, getting up and running, but we've got a good amount of information. You guys have been around for a bit longer than us, but um, we're going to be adding a lot more. So come, come check us out. Awesome. Well, I know I learned a lot. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with uh, me and our audience. Um, I will sign off now, but I'm so grateful that you could come talk with us. Thank you for having Likewise. us. Likewise. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, for Cannabis and Tech Today, uh, we're signing off. So until next time, stay elevated. <laughs>